Welcome to The Why Behind the Buy, a podcast for marketers focused on finding and targeting their ideal customers at scale. I'm your host, Monique Ruiz, and today we're talking consumer packaged goods, or CPG for those of you already in the know. As with most products over time, there's been a shift in this industry. Consumers are looking for high quality products and are willing to pay a premium to get items that speak to their needs, their wants, and identities. If you've been keeping up with the podcast, you know that the growth in this country is exploding in terms of diversity. So it makes sense that we talk about the groups contributing to that growth and how CPG retailers and marketers can responsibly capitalize on these opportunities to sell smarter and grow their business. With that in mind, I'm joined today again by popular guest of the show, Cesar Melgoza, who you all know by now is a thought leader on multicultural consumers. Caesar, welcome back. Happy to be with you again, Monique. Can you put multicultural growth into context for our listeners? I want them to be able to quantify just how large of an opportunity there is to gain from the perspective of market share. Sure. Essentially, all of the growth in the United States is multicultural. As the bulk of the traditional Anglo-American population ages and their fertility rates decline, the new mainstream will become more and more diverse. In fact, since 2010, 92% of the population growth has emanated from Hispanic, Black, and Asian population groups. Wow. And more than two-thirds of that growth is Hispanic alone. For example, we all know the millennial segment is key due to its trend-setting importance and to its lifetime value. Well, too few CMOs realize that all of the growth in that segment is multicultural. Hmm. And in the next five years, more than 93% of that growth in the 18 to 34 age group will be Hispanic. Wow. Those numbers make me think, while it's still important to market to what is considered today's quote-unquote majority, there's perhaps a greater payoff that's going to come from shifting focus to what we call the new American mainstream, traditionally known as minority groups. Yes, that's right, Monique. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about population growth. It's also about spending growth. As we discussed in our previous podcast, Asian Americans spend 21% more on consumer goods than the average U.S. household, ranking them at number one among all cultural groups for total consumer expenditure per household. Hispanics rank highest for things like food consumed at home and food away from home at quick service restaurants. Therefore, CPG is a real sweet spot for new mainstream spend. For our current discussion, let's just say that about anything in the grocery store will move more quickly when Hispanics or Asians are in the neighborhood. And you gave me a couple of numbers and and, uh, some specific items, but what types of things are these groups spending spending money on that put them ahead of the pack? There are many examples, such as the fact that Asians spend 15% more on cosmetics, bath, and hair products and 6% more on rice and seafood. So tell me what this means from a marketer standpoint, though. What what opportunities might they be overlooking? 
Well, I believe the largest single opportunities marketers are overlooking, or perhaps that they're having difficulty operationalizing, is the bicultural opportunity. Hmm. What I mean by that is the easy answer for marketers is to advertise in Spanish language media, which should be a given. However, two-thirds of Hispanics are bicultural. And so that means they have the option to use media in either language. If marketers embrace that, just as they have for the African-American population, they would weave more cultural elements into their overall advertising program. And CPG, this has to do with both embracing heritage-based products and featuring Latino talent in their overall campaigns just like L'Oreal is doing with Camila Cabello, who was featured in their hair and makeup ads. Mm -hmm. And in case you don't know who she is, she's got a lot of great hit songs and is a rising star. You know, that's a, a great point. If you've watched any commercials over the past maybe three years now, you'll see Ancestry.com. They're becoming very popular and spending more money on their advertisements. Their commercials tend to focus on real member stories of how after they submitted their DNA kit, the returning results surprised them in some way, shape, or form. I remember there was one that played for quite a while where a man thought he was German, he even danced in a German group, only to find out he wasn't German at all. He was Scottish and Irish, which then inspired him, as he said, to turn his lederhosen in for a kilt. So, you see cultural pride everywhere you go in the U.S. And to me, that's an argument in itself why marketers should be paying attention to ensure that their messaging speaks to that pride because it, it's proving to resonate with consumers. Even if it's not a deciding factor in them choosing a brand, it certainly feels good to see yourself represented. And maybe especially so with brands or products that have seemingly been a little one note in their, in their past. But I, I want to talk to you about some trends now. I, I mentioned earlier in our discussion that there's a shift towards premium and sustainable products. And you can clearly see this when you look at the shelves of your stores. Vegan, all natural, those are big lifestyle buzzwords when it comes to personal care and cosmetics, for example. Or even more natural products made without harsh chemicals like sulfates or parabens. And then organic is another. I was in my local grocery store the other day and I saw a can of Bush's baked beans that had organic plastered on the label and I, I couldn't believe it. They're not a brand that I would have associated with organic ingredients, but it looks like they're recognizing and responding to what their consumers want. And in fact, organic products account for more than 21 billion in sales and Hispanic consumers spend spent over 13% more on organic products in 2018 than they did in 2017, which is higher than other ethnic groups. So, Caesar, what do you see as trends from a consumer perspective and how are companies responding? Well, Monique, it's critical for marketers to stay perennially fresh in their thinking. I often need to remind colleagues of mine in the industry that things back in their home country may not be as they were way back when. Lifestyles and information travel at light speed these days. So, for example, the organic and health trend is not just north of the border, it's everywhere. Frankly, for many Latinos, organic is going back to their roots of heritage. It's right. not nouveau anything. It's actually retro. Mm -hmm. And 
something you and I talked about a few days ago was the fact that trends among multicultural consumers are not isolated among their ethnic groups. Certain brands like Goya, for example, have become mainstream. And part of this is due to the commitment they have to combining authentic Hispanic ingredients that would remind you of your home country or place of origin. But I think one of the reasons they've been able to cross cultural lines and be so successful on a mainstream level is because they also place importance on family and values when it comes to the way that they go to market. And that speaks to consumers of all backgrounds. Exactly, Monique. I would certainly agree with what you're saying. You know, quite a number of our Geoscape clients started as ethnic product producers and then found a way to get their products into the cupboards across cultures. You mentioned Goya. That's certainly a great example. Also, companies that are perhaps not as widely recognized, like Cacique and Allen, which is a cleaning products company, and the heritage product line of Nestle USA. It's kind Mm -hmm. of the reverse of what American marketers are doing with their products. They're taking the base of their product and expanding outward from that. It just makes total sense to cross over, expand and share your product ideas across cultures. So even though we enjoy consuming products from our own culture, that doesn't mean we don't eat other foods. So growing up, for example, in my family, we enjoyed pancakes for breakfast just as often as we had huevos rancheros. And hopefully you know Mm -hmm. what that is. If you don't, then I'd like to introduce you to them. And I think that puts us at a good spot to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Sonia Cisneros from Novamex, a leading marketer and distributor of soft drinks, foods, and authentic Mexican brands in the United States. There's no denying that the future of this country is multicultural, and that means brands need, and fortunately in many cases want, to understand these growing multicultural audiences. Audience data is available today that can help marketers like you find digital audiences that combine both acculturation and CPG purchase behavior. To learn more, head over to claritas.com slash multicultural dash solutions. We're back and we have added another voice to the mix today. We're lucky enough to have Sonia Cisneros with us. She manages the Pacific Northwest region for Novamex. Sonia, thanks for joining Caesar and myself today. It's my pleasure. Can you fill us in a little more on what Novamex does in your responsibilities in particular? Novamex is a Mexican-style soft drink company worldwide. Our beverages are available in 37 countries. I manage the Pacific Northwest region in the United States, which means I am responsible for the execution of marketing and sales, as well as retail and distributor relationships in the state of Oregon and Washington. Okay. And you yourself are a bicultural American, right? Yes. Okay, so how has that shaped what you choose when reaching for products? On a personal level, I prefer organic natural products with healthy ingredients. I stay away from products that contain high fructose corn syrup or ingredients I just simply can't pronounce. Since <laughs> I was young, uh, since I was a young child, I grew up in Eastern Oregon with an unculturated Mexican household. Of course, we enjoyed a wide range of Mexican cuisine and other types of food. I do remember certain Mexican packaged food products fondly, especially the peppers and the sauces that are so popular in Mexican culture. And I still seek them out to this day. So 
I am happy that Novamex offers a range of products that suit a variety of dietary preferences. And now that you've made the transition from being solely a consumer to actually having a career in the industry, how has your understanding of the challenges of bringing new brands like Haritos, for example, into U.S. retail locations changed? Do you realize anything now that maybe you didn't before? You know, Monique, the biggest challenge for us at the moment is meeting market demand for our products. That's why we recently doubled the size of our sales force. We also have acquired new product lines that help us broaden the scope of beverages for different pellets and need states. In the last couple of years, we've seen a shift in consumer preferences for natural, more healthy products, while our mm-hmm. traditional product line remains strong. So our biggest challenge today is actually keeping pace with the growth in the Hispanic market and all, con- all across consumer segments. That's great. Mm -hmm. And has your expansion in the U.S. changed your marketing strategy and will or does your marketing extend into bicultural Hispanics and non-Hispanics as well? Yes, definitely. Not only do we need to consider how we market to bicultural Hispanics and non-Hispanics, but we also need to dig a little deeper and look at consumer trends, both at a national and regional level. What works in one major city like New York may not work in Seattle, for instance. Right. Mm -hmm. There are variations of consumer types by country of origin and lifestyle. The Pacific Northwest is known for its highly selective preference preferences in natural organic products. And the majority of our Hispanic consumer are Hispanic origin in places like New York and Miami. The consumer base is more diverse, both within the Hispanic culture and across cultures. Um, Mm -hmm. For example, our sparkling water is called Minerawa. Many Americans don't realize that mineral water has been popular in Mexico for many decades, just like Perrier and Pellegrino in France and Italy. Mexican consumers know this, of course. So Mm -hmm. next time you see our product at the store, grab yourself a 12-pack of Minerawa with a bunch of limes and um, go home, squeeze a whole lime into a cup, and adds mice in the bottle of Minerawa. It honestly, that's my favorite, and it perfectly it goes perfectly well with any type of meal. So, what role does digital marketing play in your U.S. operations? You know, Monique, digital marketing is essential to reaching our consumers that are part of the millennial and Gen Z consumer base when they are not in the store. At the moment, we're working with digital couponing companies. And we also subscribe to IRI service. I do know that Geoscape and Claritas and IRI have developed the ability to reach a variety of segments within the Asian and Hispanic segments. So I'm looking forward to see how we deploy these services. I'm sure once we get our arms around the demand of our product, we'll be engaging consumers through their devices, both in-store and off-premise, to remind them of the expanding variety of our products. Yep, that's great. And so... Tell me, you've more recently added some brands that lend themselves to be more health conscious and natural, like C2O Coconut Water and Tio Gaspacho Drinkable Soup. What drove the decision to bring those products on board? Well, we see a very strong trend in consumer preference where people are becoming more health conscious and are reaching for plant-based, natural, and organic products. Therefore, you know, diversifying and expanding our portfolio to accommodate these consumer needs is essential for us. C2O and Tio Gaspacho are perfect for this. 
anyone who's been in Miami or Latin America countries know that coconut water has been popular for a very long time. It recently became trendy to put it into a bottle. So we've got our own special version of that, which is our C2O. As you know, uh, gazpacho is a drinkable soup that originated in southern Spain, where it really gets hot in the summer. And a chilled, delicious and nutritious soup often is exactly what you need to crunch both thirst and appetite in the middle afternoon. And another uh, of our heritage, heritage products is Cida Mundet, which is a sparkling apple cider drink ambiguous in Mexico since 1902, actually. So tell me, what's next for Novamex? Are there new markets showing promise to expand into or emerging trends that you're seeing that maybe have the potential to be long lasting? Well, right now, our, our global expansion is certainly one of the top corporate priorities right now. We realize that the Mexican uh, cuisine and beverages have become popular worldwide. And so getting our products to billions of consumers is a mission central to our long-term strategy. Within the U.S., we want to become a frequent choice across both Hispanic and non-Hispanic consumers and a variety of occasions. At the store level, we rolled out great looking end caps that call attention to our colorful and varied product line. We're also on the track of making Novamex a household name across America within the not not too distant future. Yeah, I'm excited to try the C2O coconut water. (laughs) My (laughs) mouth was watering when you were talking about it. So before we let you go, mm-hmm. I'm curious, what type of growth do you hope or expect to see from non-Hispanic groups in the next perhaps five years? Do you think there's going to be a way that you change how you've traditionally gone to market? Mm-hmm. Our brand recognition within the Mexican segment is actually very strong. And we've also begun to engage Hispanics across all countries of origin Our growth trajectory certainly includes engaging Anglo-Americans, Asians, African-Americans, and all the American culture subsegments. We believe that part of enjoying life is trying new flavors with friends and family. It's just a natural extension of how we like to live. That's great. Thank you so much, Sonia, for joining us today. It's been really good to hear your insider knowledge of the CPG industry. Thank you for inviting me, Monique. So, Caesar, Sonia talked about the fact that while Novamex focuses primarily on Hispanic consumers, they certainly don't limit themselves. Their growth is what you've referred to as an engagement springboard, where they can go from someone that would be classified through our Hispanicity segment profiles as a Latino American or HA5, all the way up to an Americanizado or HA1, or even a non-Hispanic American. Before we sign off today, any quick tips for our listeners on getting their products into the right stores and reaching their best customers online and offline when they're not shopping in stores? Yes, absolutely. In CPG, you really need to know who lives within your trade area. In other words, which consumer types live or work within shopping distance of each retail outlet. Once you have a handle on that, you need to figure out how to stock the shelves so the products move quickly and you achieve the right volume based on your budget. To drive consumers into the store and to have them choose your product, you'll need to develop the right brand appeal. Doing this through both traditional and digital channels is absolutely essential. But the good news is that Claritas can now facilitate this entire process through its multicultural market intelligence and 
digital media engagement services. So there's a lot of great stuff yet to come, and I encourage you to find out more about all these wonderful techniques that can help you execute that strategy. Caesar, thanks for joining me again, but I think we're nearing to the end of our time today. Well, I'm glad to participate. Thank you to those of you at home or on the go for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to The Why Behind the Buy so you never miss an episode. Rate us five stars and leave us a positive comment. If you liked what you heard today, share us on your social channels or with a friend. And be sure to visit www.claritas.com to learn more. Bye now.